are, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. I'm making my voice extra buttery today because my sisters did not laugh last time, and it made me feel kind of like I, I wasn't delivering the appropriate buttery level of voice. Uh, this is where I get together with my so sisters. So buttery. <laughs> I get together with my sisters who live far away. And we, but we to- both know it's margin because shy is lactose intolerant. <laughs> so it's not really buttery. And we get together and, and kind of relive our childhood, which mostly involved watching television, as far as I can tell. Although today's episode when we get into the actual when we get into the actual topic is not gonna start with TV or movies, but it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it. First though, Lily, how are you doing? I'm in one piece, barely. Okay. Had a Whirlwind weekend in Barcelona, which sounds no, so I... romantic and fun, but it was really a work weekend with my two-year-old and a whole bunch of Spanish in-laws all piled into one house. <laughs> it's very hot, so and, and a missed flight and lost baggage and just like a crap ton of like the stuff that you hope never happens when you travel. So well, I'm and also since this show's a little bit of a you know martial arts program. How did the mm-hmm. tournament go? Did you guys have martial a good show? It's a little bit of a martial arts podcast. Um, uh, no, it was great. I mean, we, we took about, about 20 people from our little island to a very large championship, the largest like open like championship in uh, Spain, and uh, did, did, did very well. It was, it was very exciting. That, that's awesome. All right, yeah. Becky. How are you? I know you've been pitted in in some major emotional situations lately. <laughs> oh, are you talking about my uh, my Com- competition with my with my nephew? Yes. Yeah. So my nephew and I are competing for first place in my father slash his grandfather's heart. Um, it's a tough one. It's really really frustrating because every time I think I've gained some footing, he has to do something. Like, uh, like, you know, did you read the most recent text from Lily where he, he said his own name and, and he said his, his name as our, our grandfather? He, 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 he referred it? to himself as our grandfather's nickname, which but, is like very personal to our dad. But, but he's because named he must after have him. heard dad. He's named after him, but not his actual nickname. Okay. Right. And so, so this comes on the heels. I need to tell you, this comes on the heels of 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 my baking of dad's favorite cake in the entire world which is like impossible to actually find you can't find a black forest cake anywhere no one did you make it with the chocolate flakes with the chocolate flakes i can't even tell you the spielkes like what i went through first of all i don't really know how to bake a cake from scratch like i've made anything other than duncan hines no so it took me Three attempts of the physical cakes, of which in this cake there are three of them. So I made nine cakes in order to get it, I would say, seven out. Right. What did you do with all that cake? Did, did you ever see the movie Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks? Nine pies. No? <laughs> nine nine yes. pies. He ordered nine pies. So nine cakes in order to get the cake base mostly right. The Three of them had to be trashed. They were totally ruined. And then... Oh, no. The other three, I like. I want to say I I ate one because one went missing, so I probably just ate it. 
and then one I gave to a friend, and then one I made like a little cake for for Vanessa's daughter actually. Um, and then I made the whipped cream from scratch. I got two. Wow. I got sour cherries, but then I also soaked my own cherries because I wasn't sure which would be better. Um, and you, then wait, I, hold uh, on. What, it, what do you soak you cherries? Full time job, lady. Here, so these are sour cherries soaked in kirsch and sugar in order to create the the sugar in order to create the syrup that you that you put on the cakes to soak the cakes a bit, and then the cherries themselves are sour. But the, I didn't really love how my sour cherries came out, so I ended up also buying sour cherries. Um, and then, and then Wait. the cake covered in chocolate, um, like chocolate flakes, like uh, shavings, chocolate shavings. And I, you know, I hand grated the chocolate shavings and put them on. Did piping on the cake and topped topped the cake with fresh fresh cherries on top of the piping. It was a massive undertaking. Wow. So was it good though? Like we've had some I really good Black Forest cakes say, over the years for Dad's birthday from fancy bakeries. Was this the truth? Is I think it considering it was homemade and I've never made it before. I think it came out very good, but not the best. And I've learned a lot from this, and I'm going to make the best one next time. But it was the it was the thought, it was the effort that really affected dad um and literally hours after completing this task and dad eating the cake we get the text from lily that her kid called himself by our grandfather's nickname which is like the most personal thing you could possibly ever do and so it was basically a big f you to me going ha 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 tia becky you think you're you think you're going to be the favorite watch out I so. think maybe maybe we should start changing the, poly, the the name of the podcast to instead of the Friday night. Who's movie, the favorite? The favorite child podcast. <laughs> favorite child podcast. Who's, who's the favorite <laughs> child true. podcast? But so I don't know. But it, I think it felt great. It was also massive. We had you know there was like eight of us at dinner, and we got through half the cake, and then over the course of the weekend, Vlad and but you liked it. Dad liked yeah, it. That's yeah, what he really, he really really liked it. In the end, he liked it, and um. You know, I guess it was the A for effort. So, hilarious. Speaking of German chocolate cakes, oh, my, yes. my favorite chocolate cake in the entire world I got to have this weekend uh, at, you'll never guess where, Bush Garden. But the fact that you're about to say that a favorite food of yours exists <laughs> at an amusement park is A, so you, B, <laughs> just so gross. Like, also, like I can't I'll, even go there. Like, That's like something to be like, my favorite cup of coffee is at this gas station. <laughs> it just does not <laughs> ring a bell to anyone. Like the sentence you just said, no one's ever said before. First of all, we built, first of all, I skip, so I'm kind of the organizer of the trip. Uh, we go with one of our most avid amazing listeners alana and her husband jason and their boys and our families we've now gone to bush gardens twice together and uh, they do let me take a little bit of an organizational role and in taking the organizational role i i do build the schedule around ensuring that we arrive in the germany section of the park because the park has an international flavor meaning it's not just like there's like the magic kingdom and then the germany kingdom there's a germany there's an england there's an ireland there's a France, uh, an Italy, and then there's a bunch of little ones that they sort of sprinkle throughout the park. And in the German place, there is a massive, like, it looks almost like a giant ski lodge called the Festhaus. And inside the Festhaus, they serve all sorts of German sausage dishes. And for dessert, they serve a chocolate cake 
that can only be described as cutting into a slice of heaven. It's almost the the actual cake parts and the fudgy icing, they almost morph into one just incredible substance. That's how great it is. But it's charm. not a black forest cake. No, no, no. It's 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 sweet enough to make you pass out. Let's be clear. <laughs> it makes a hostess chocolate cupcake taste like pickles. That's by comparison. That's how sweet this cake is. But it is so incredible that I, I worked out the morning of Bush Gardens, not so I could eat funnel cake, not so I could eat Cracker Jacks, so I could eat one and a half pieces of this cake that day. <laughs> I will also oh, say that we also ate, I also shared with my elder daughter a giant turkey lug. And when I say we shared it, I mean she went pound for pound with me on that turkey leg. <laughs> she was walking it around on rides, gnawing on it. We were taking turns, taking bites on it. It took How us like long a, was that? Were you eating it? Forty-five because, you know, minutes it to an hour. Spoils. Forty-five to a minute. It doesn't spoil. You don't want to keep. You don't want to keep uh, meat out for too long. So that was the that was the turkey leg, and then I I may have committed probably my largest um, uh, parenting sin, and that was uh, now let's be clear. Other friends of mine, Josh, frequent guest of the podcast, Josh took his son on the ride. Uh, and so, and Alana was bringing her kids on the ride. And so I was taking my daughter on the escape from Pompeii, which is a log flume only instead of the one. Wait, wa- wait, here's my thing. Wait, I'm going to interrupt you. Is log flume a thing? Is that just like a Canadian thing? Is that like what this ride is what called? Is that, what, is that even, what does a flume even oh, mean? Oh, what is I, a flume? Is I, it like a roller coaster, but in water? I think Or is so. that just, that's like, why I, do I know that term? I think also, flume I is a universal flume was term. the name of our ride. No, the first flume I ever went on was as a little kid, I went with mom and dad. So you're, at okay, but you're saying flume as if it's like the type of roller coaster. Yes. Like it's a known thing that people it, call well, stuff. Imagine Imagine a flume, but instead of the winding scaffolding that you go through, it just takes you up to the top, then dumps you into a dark cave, and then simulates the burning of Pompeii from a volcano by firing what? massive flames at you, including what? at one point you're in co- you're sort of like encased in a glass tube, and they're just blowtorching this glass tube. <laughs> and then it spits you out like 10 seconds later down the massive... Um, uh, down the massive um, slide of water and you get drenched from head to toe. Needless to say, I I will be making this up to my daughter probably for the rest of her life. I actually promised her that I would go and... um, that I would go and buy her cotton candy that morning basically for breakfast at like 10 o'clock in the morning to make up for it and then would go on to spend money on all sorts of other things because throughout the day you'd say, how was your day? She'd be like, great, everything except Pompeii. That was the worst experience of my whole life. Um, but It's hilarious. You so traumatize your child. Your that, job here is done. And with that, I, I bring us to our topic of the day, which is amusement park memories. We grew up in Montreal, home of La Ronde. Yeah, and Lily, like an epic amusement park. It is, right? Do you remember hearing yeah. about it before you saw it? For sure. I remember constantly hearing about that they had the largest wooden roller coaster in the world. And what was the name of that roller coaster? Monster. So you, just to be you clear. You have to think twice about it. Doing research for this episode, Becky and I, in the pre-show, looked up the monster. Do you know that on Wikipedia, it is actually technically called Le Monstre? So... Le well, it's a French, so it's a, Canadian, it's a right? French yeah. monster. Yeah, it's like meaning mm-hmm. it's not just the monster; it's le monstre. 
Your accent is just as good as um, it was in high school. <laughs> but but also, I just want to confirm that a log flume is a type of amusement park ride that consists of water, a water flume, and artificial hollow logs or boats that they the people sit in and they get propelled along the flume. Okay. So, so it's a thing. La Ronde. So I didn't type. know that. What do you remember about La Ronde growing up? That the last day of school, of elementary yeah. school, we went, like, every year with No, but that was, the like, Rebo. but that was just... Oh, because I remember, started, like, being, like, the end of the school year, like, right, like, one of the last days. I mean, I did that through high school. That was, like, a thing. Um, but I, I don't know if, Shai, you remember this. We would go... With these, with this other family, the Rebos, but not with our right. parents. Like right. It was just me and Shy, their mom. No, their aunt. Them. Their aunt. Their aunt not their mom, us. their aunt? Their aunt took us. Their aunt, their right, aunt used to do a lot of activities with us. Right, but why? Here's the thing is that why didn't our, our mom go with us? I remember going with like, our parents, but our, our, par- our parents would. Our parents would do the homework version because we'd have to go and then we'd have to time it with like the Benson and Hedges fireworks, international fireworks competition. So right, we'd be but there the fireworks for hours. were amazing. I remember the fireworks at La Ronde. That was like such a highlight. Maybe I'm the only person who's over That was fireworks. so much fun. And then you would get I'm to that, me- that meant you had to go at night, which was even cooler. Oh, it just meant that you were there. That was more of a high school thing. That was super cool, But anyways, I remember the last day of school i guess this family's ma uh, aunt took me and you and the kids they're like her niece and nephew to literally run around like vilda high as in i feel like i feel like for an entire plenty, hot sweaty um, afternoon there are plenty of movies that have to do with um amusement parks that we could be discussing oh but yeah here's my, my complaint I mean, was gonna be that i don't think there are enough movies about amusement parks i'm with you i the only one that came to my yeah. head was adventureland Adventure and Land? beverly Adventure hills Land? cop three and then no, and then what about uh, the way way back? Isn't that one? About, not, but I, that I was going to takes place way as a, as my a favorite. It's a water park. Water, I don't water think park. that counts. And there's some new Johnny Knoxville movie coming out about an amusement park, some very very famous amusement park that was like the deadliest amusement park in America or something crazy. Okay, like well, literally, people would die there every year. Looking that up. And he did all of obviously yeah. Johnny Knoxville, yeah. so he did all of his yeah. own stunts. I saw the like, preview for that movie. I I'm not interested. Terrible. Because okay. <laughs> my biggest fear – so let's talk about our, our amusement park fears. My biggest fear at amusement park is not the actual rides. I, I believe that they construct the rides in such a way that if the rides work, nothing will happen to you. But I'm always afraid of like horrific ride accidents like decapitations or what if the the upside-down roller coaster dislodges or the arm brace opens. Or what about just a opens. simple one? What, no, what about just a simple one like a Sandlot-style barfing fest on the teacups? <laughs> what about that I, that seems to be like a reasonable fear when dad when i was little in the cavern this is this is going we're going deep on montreal for our listeners today in the cavendish mall there was a fair yeah oh, oh dad and got so sick dad took me on the octopus and i still oh, have you remember the, the, the green and yellow octopus where it has like a bunch yeah. of hands and then yep. it spins yeah one of my favorites and i will never get the image out mm-hmm. of my head of watching dad breathe deeply just go <laughs> closing his eyes and breathing deeply, praying for you. it to end. Uh, yeah, he still talks about that. One of the few 
scary rides I could handle. That for me was like was like a scary ride I was capable of going on. Here's the, the, the just barely. Like you guys have got to speak of the irony that like I am probably the biggest scary cat of so many things. I was afraid to go over bridges no, no, no. as a kid. That was the most disappointing thing of my childhood was having a big sister who is Who's afraid of everything. Terrified of her own shadow, yet could go on the scariest of yeah. scary rides. <laughs> and here I was, such a chicken. Such a chicken, I couldn't even go on the baby roller coasters. I don't know it how, like... Kid roller coasters. The last very scary ride I did, I think, was a few years ago. I went on one of those things where... Um, the towers where you get like you go all the way up up you're just like sitting in a chair strapped oh, yeah. in the, the tower of all terror the way up. or the mock like, tower right like the, the, but not it wasn't the actual top of a chair it's just like just a tower and you go all the way to the top they pitch you forward like you're gonna fall out of the chair <sighs> take a picture of you and then you no. fly down no, i like, don't want to talk about down. it i don't even talk about it i don't want to talk Wait, about so it so i did when that a I few years tw- ago no, no i did that a few years ago and i literally after that I, so I had my a scarf on the whole time. I got off that ride and I was like, oh my God, like my scarf could have ca- and caught at any point during, like I could have died, like getting choked or something. And then it was like watching the ride and like how rickety it was. And I was like, you know what? I think you pushed your luck. You're good. <laughs> I took it one step too far by t- doing this kind of ride in a foreign country that clearly has no rules of safety and i was like um we're done here yeah I, the I, one that really the one that pushed me, <laughs> the one that pushed me to the edge was the superman man of steel ride at the six flags that's around here i will say bush gardens is a lovely park it's clean uh the rides do seem to be quite safe the food's actually i know you're making fun of me but the food is quite good throughout the park that even we had know. a food and wine festival that was there we know because you've sampled food from all the gas stations across Virginia. <laughs> and but the Six Flags that's in Maryland and near us has this Superman. It's just a. It has. It boasts, I think, one of the steepest straight down roller coaster parts. Um, and you, you almost feel like you're tipping out of the roller coaster. Like all it has is like a tiny little bar in your lap. And I waited for like an hour and a half to do that ride, and I did that ride, and I I remember feeling not that I was flying, but that I could have flown out at any moment, and that was the one where I dialed it back, where I said, okay, I will continue to do roller coasters, but <laughs> right. I will not be um, building my I have a park cra- like, around these. I have a crazy um, music park story that I don't know if you guys know about that happened to me. Go for it. That I can mm-hmm. share. Mm-hmm. Um. I uh, had been with Jose for about a year, and this really comes like this connects right back to the uh, intense love of horror and gore and all that in my whole in-law family. And we had maybe been dating for like a year and uh, a year and a bit, and it was my birthday. And oh, I know this story. Su- yeah, he surprised me. I'm like, I figured you must know this. He surprised oh. me with an overnight trip, like where you got to stay at the park to this famous amusement park about an hour from Barcelona. And um, I was so excited. Now, my birthday is September 30th. And so I guess at that point, they kicked off the month of Halloween that they were celebrating at the park. And his whole big present to me was that we were going to get it. They were going to open the park all night. 
and we could like drive up during the day and then be at the park during the entire night. What he did not share with me was that the entire park was a haunted house. Oh no! And yeah. they literally, it's literally, like, my worst nightmare. Right, roller coasters. So you're going on the ghosts. roller coasters and everything, and then no. between while you're walking around rides, I'm not even kidding. Actual Hannibal Lecters no. would come like- up behind you and like grab you or scream and like it was all dark and I literally was like you don't know me at all this is the worst thing I've ever been to it was horrible I mean the rides were awesome but the experience was horrible I was like I was terrified when we went I don't even think that would be legal in the United States to do anything no no no. in the United States the horror thing is big for amusement parks in the Halloween that's how they get people in when we went with Alana's family last fall at they warned us they were like look guys at six o'clock, this place is going to be filled with like zombies and vampires and people that are going well, to scare the life out of your children. And so right. at five fifty-five, there was like a bell that tolled at the park, and I scooped the kids on my shoulder, and we ran from one side of the park to the other to get out, <laughs> just as people that were like dressed up as Jack the Ripper were like getting ready to start gunning That's people. Literally... And right. so we we no, ran out. It was like, like we were running spheres. against the zombies. Um, Monsters and roller coasters. Do you know the lengths that I went to as a teen to get out of going on roller coasters? As a teen? So wait, like 14? Like 15? No, no. Yeah, I'm talking like 13, 14, 15. End of the school year. The the cool thing to do is you'd go to La Ronde without any parents. You would like go all on your own. This was the super cool thing to do. And of course I wanted to go and hang with all my friends. But I was... Not just that I didn't like roller coasters. I could not go on it on them. I was like, I had a phobia of going on them, but I didn't want You're afraid of the to drop. So afraid of the drop. So I would get online, totally pretend I was going to ride the roller coaster, and then we'd get to the front of the line, and I would go, "Oh my god, who's going to watch all of our purses?" Who's going to watch our bags? <laughs> what are we going to do? And then we'd be like, "Oh no, what do we do? What do we do?" I'd be like, "Guys." Don't worry. I'll take over the team. (laughs) I feel like I really want to go, but like, let me do it this time. They'd be like, oh my God, you're the best. And we get like, get to the next line. We get to the next line. I'd be like, oh my God, guys, I just really feel a migraine coming on. And I'm so worried that if I go on this roller coaster, I'm going to get a really bad migraine and it's going to trigger one. And I won't be able to like stay the rest of the day and be like, oh my God, don't worry. Like you shouldn't go on it. Like what if you get a migraine? Like, those were my excuses. I would use things like that. We could also was, do another version of this podcast, which is how did the Corman kids get out of things growing up? Out of things. Lots of stomach aches. <laughs> Lots of stomach Lots aches. Of, yeah, no, no. Then there would be the, the stomach ache. Or then there would be the like, oh, yeah, we can get online, but like the roller coaster line's super long. What if we just go do the swings instead? And then, <laughs> oh, swings are so ironic and cool because we're old, but they're kids' rides. Exactly. And then I'd be like, guys, it'd be so funny if we just did the kitty park for like the next hour. <laughs> That's what I would do. That's amazing. So speaking yeah. of kids, we took our kids. So the second part of our trip this weekend was we went to a water park, Water Country USA, which was lovely considering the number of people walking around barefoot. It was not gross. And mm-hmm. there were some really fun water slides. And there were some even crazy ones that we took the kids on. I would say super crazy, but there was one that – that we brought the kids on where the kids where it was like a figure eight tube and you get in the figure eight tube and it would wind down uh for a while in the in the park and my daughter who i after i had taken her pompeii she still trusted me to come on a bunch of these rides and she was willing to go on a bunch of the roll of these 
water slides that had the figure eights if I sat in the sat in the back of the figure eight and she sat in the front so she knew I was there with her well the uh, Alana's son who they're the same age really wanted to go with her and they really and was asking if they could go together and eventually I convinced her because I think it'd be fun for the kids to go together for the kids to go together so we get to the top of this super super long water slide the kids hop in my older child's kind of nervous, but she's willing to go for it. She gets that, you know, she made a promise to her friend to go and go on this water slide. So we convince her to go on. She gets on. They let her go. The next person in line goes. We're getting ready to get in the water. And then the supervisor in his purple shirt shows up and starts whispering to the guard. And then starts whispering to the walkie-talkie. And Alana and I are standing there at the top of this massive tower without our children, our respective children, right? And then the water slide gets closed. And but your kids, the kids are on already. They've already gone, so we have no visibility on the kids. And oh god, the water slide is now closed. And the supervisor. The so we go to the lifeguard. We say, "What's going on?" They go, "Oh, it's closed." can't you can't go anywhere everybody just stay where you are and now we're starting to hyperventilate oh my god like you know where your mind is you're like oh my god we just forced our kids to go down together alone on this ride that by the way they're totally big enough this is totally within the safety like they were allowed it wasn't like we broke any rules but we and we're so we're trying to look we're like hanging our heads over the size of this massive tower to see if we can see the bottom of the water slide but we couldn't see it from where the angle that we were so we couldn't find out. So finally, Alana goes and corners the supervisor and she says, hey, our kids just went down on this water slide. Can you please tell us what's going on? And he goes, oh, everything's fine. Somebody just lost their glasses. <laughs> <laughs> like, not funny, buddy. Oh, so anyways. let you go down. She goes, oh, yeah, no, everyone's fine. Don't worry. The kids are okay. <laughs> But they had to stop because. And I just, guess your your respective partners were waiting at the other end for the kids. They were at the other end with the kids, but we couldn't see anyone, and we didn't have any phones. No, I'm just going. Yeah. You thought that maybe mm-hmm. something had happened to the kids. Yeah, exactly. In the slide. And then when we get down to the bottom, we were like, we were we we told the other spouses that we were so worried, and they were like, "You're worried about us?" We're like, "No, we're worried about the two kids we just sent down." The two six year olds that just went, you know flying through the through the air so that that was that was quite a terrifying experience so do you think you've traumatized your daughter forever now like like becky she'll be the becky of her group and make up excuses or she'll get over this and then eventually you know what you shush you shush i think (laughs) that she's i think by the end of it she was into it and the fact that by the end of it by the end of it she was going down with the other kids was a really cool thing plus i have to tell you I went on several pretty traumatic rides. I see in our show notes we have Kate May listed. Did you ever go yes, on the like I remember wait, river cruise? That I, was the worst experience of my life. I remember you did that. I remember Can't you did that. But I also remember you did um, a, a tiny little flume in Wildwood with Lisa Katir, our dear podcast co-host, uh, alone sister. We were kids, and you cried the entire time. I remember watching yeah, you from like, like sitting outside. I refused to go on and it. And being so like, I'm like, I, I remember being like, Becky, it's tiny. It's tiny. <laughs> okay, and then, like, and then a mini flu. You know, 
I can't. You know what? You know what? There's a reason. You know, I remember you doing that. I don't know why you thought the zombie cruise would have been a better alternative. I didn't know that. it was a zombie cruise. I thought it was just like a little, like a little boat river thing that you went, and then you go in, and all of a sudden it's pitch black, and you have vampires jumping out at you, and these like animatronic, terrifying oh teeth with red eyes. I, I can handle the falling feeling. I cannot handle the Halloween thing. I don't like. I don't. I don't. I will say, I cannot do a haunted house. I just no. can't. Like it's that's one thing I don't do. Do you remember at Niagara Falls? I think Lily stayed out of that haunted house, but I think me, oh, Mom, Becky, no, and Dad. Mom had, to, Mom had to take me out of it. Did Mom the, had alien, to, oh, did the right. alien chase? No, yeah, they had to take me out of it to find an emergency exit for me because I was like, this is not happening. And then at Disney World, that's a whole other episode in itself. Old Disney us. one. Disney when that, one. I'm pretty sure that they that that ride didn't really break because the we, alien were so, encounter. we were I think so we were so terrified. They were watching you so terrified, Lily. I, we we me, collective no, three. Me. I was the, the one that I was just sitting there praying. Please, God, let this break. Please, I think it was the one time the Lord heard my prayers <laughs> and answered them. That was my chip. I called it in. I said, "Let get me off this ride." <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, screaming literally like, like my life depended on it. And I was 14. Help. It probably didn't help my like my extreme phobia to have you next to me shrieking. Oh yeah, Lily it was, was all right. So, so we have we have we've deviated from our usual Alright. We've we've leaned more on the childhood. Now let's talk right. a, let's, let's talk, talk a little, about some shows. Let's talk I about some, have shows. some thoughts about shows. And you know, we don't have all day here and I got some some thoughts and feelings. Yeah, I'm going to start calling you Becky. We don't have all day here, Corman. Um, we will not discuss what day and time we are recording this. <laughs> just, let's just leave it at that. All right, fair enough. That's true. You are, you are, you are, I think all of us actually have gotten really good at making hilarious scheduling sacrifices to make this show happen every <laughs> to week. To make this show, 100%. So let's quickly, let's first talk. So Lily and I are big Billions watchers. Uh, so this I'm spoiler alert. I'm not done alert. though yet, so oh. I don't know. I have, a, yeah. I have a question. Can this segment be short because I don't watch this show? Yeah. So, no, so no, I think we can skip We can skip it if you want even because well, I'll just say that I, got, I have I got to the two fin- episodes left well, that I'm going to try and watch tonight. All right, we'll break it down more. I'll just say I got to the finale and I will just say that simply this was my favorite season. I feel like mm. it, I, I feel like this season does the things that I love in a show, which is you've gotten to know the characters and instead of just rinsing and repeating the same thing, they stay true to the mm-hmm. characters, but stay true to the chat characters with what would happen next in a way. And they really, really, it really depends on you having gotten to know these characters and watched every little hint that they've dropped in the different relationships. And I think it really pays off and it really breathes another layer of life into the show. Whereas yeah. some shows after season three. I think three, the show so far is incredibly well written. And and season two was a little bit of like more of the same, but season three hasn't, and it opens you up to so much possibilities for season four and five. And I just tremendous acting, tremendous charisma from the stat from the cast. So super super show, billions. Wait, well, I have a well quick done. question. I I missed I missed a beat. What did you say? Do you liked season two or you didn't like season two? I think a complaint about season two is that it is more of the same of season one, just amped up. Whereas so I want to go back season three to... rather than going up to. Number eleven, it it's kind of like playing it a little deviates. bit of a new it team, takes, but with the, the same. It takes a turn. Yeah. yeah, 
So I want to go back to a point we made last week when we were discussing Cobra Kai, which is what made season one so good was that they held back and they left storyline for season two. The more I thought about that, the more I realized how many amazing television shows their season twos are consistently fairly terrible because they put so they go all in on season one and they don't leave anything. If you look at Friday Night Lights, it season two is so un, is so terrible. You know, people just skip over it, and how um, and how it takes so much confidence as a writer, as a showrunner, to to actually hold back in your season one. So that you save something really special or, you know, a new or like an interesting storyline for season two, season two, you don't just blow through it. I, I will say season, season, season one and season two, I almost feel like shows should automatically be given three seasons because season one and season two are real wild cards. But consistently, there are so many shows where by season yep. three, they found oh, the groove yeah. and I love them so much. I mean, yeah. the Goldberg season I mean, three is one of my favorite seasons of any television show ever. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec season three. Beck, that is your I told you show. That is a big <laughs> one. I call you a genius in front of everyone here. You're the one who said, watch Beck, the camping but, episode. You went to Parks and Rec? Beck the is camping episode. The camping episode is Becky got you into Parks and Rec? 100%. I watched it when it started in that first season, and I said, I can't watch this. And then Becky, a couple really? years later, said, you got to watch it. you got to watch it. It's my favorite show. Just watch the camping episode. And the camping episode, that was it. And that was that was the – and then I went back and I watched – then you can sort of enjoy this stuff retroactively. But mm-hmm. season threes, I think, are, are critical sweet uh, – The Office season three is my favorite season of The Office. Critical, critical yeah. sweet mm-hmm. spots for shows. So, all right, let's move on to another show. Yeah. Beck, take yeah. it away. Uh, Killing Eve? Sure. Yeah, okay, so I just wanted to respond to Lily, who, you know, was trying not to build it up so much, but then build it up so much. And I just want to say that I'm, I'm watching it. Lily, I'm build it up, Lily. but don't build it so up, but build it right. up, Corman. But build it up because it's – so um, I'm watching it. I have to tell you, I'm into it. I, you know, it's got a like Lily said, it's a great premise, um, and I'm certainly hooked. I have some problems with it overall. I, I have not really loved the the second lead of the show, the woman that plays the assassin. I'm Vanilla, growing Vanilla. to like her more. I'm about I'm on episode maybe five now, and I'm starting to Ooh, like her more. And pretty more. far into it. There's only right. Eight. I think eight, but I, so. I found that she's actually for me she's been overacting but you can blame that on the director but overall um I am giving it it's an it's a it's a fun watch when you're sort of like mm, I don't really know want to watch these days it's not too dark it's not too funny it's got a little bit of everything what also quite is it well on? written because it's yeah no it's well written it's and on AM, to, oh, it's AMC because it's BBC yeah, and it doesn't. I, I mean, it's AMC it. BBC thing, but I bought it, so you can just watch it on your own. I, I am. I am enjoying it. I will say, last night when I was watching it, I asked Vladimir if he thought, with the exception of the you know psychopathic behavior and homicidal tendencies, if the assassin character like reminded him a little bit of his sister. That's um, a terrible she, thing to ask somebody. I cannot. She's actually a psychopath. No, I said, there's like, pretty much like, nothing redeeming. I'm not talking about Vlad's sister. I was like, there's n- almost nothing redeeming about her except her fashion sense. No, 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 but here, here's what helped me. First of all, she's great fashion sense. And uh, here's what, here's what brought me around to liking her. He said, no, it doesn't remind me of my sister. She's just 
European. She's just, like, very European. And I said, oh, okay, now I feel like I get her more. She's just really that kind of harsh, say it like it is, European type, you know? Um, And I think she's also a a psychopath. So I think, I guess. Yeah. But now I think she's also crazy. So I think that has a lot to do with her personality. What's funny is that I didn't find her... I didn't find, and I usually can, like, I criticize the overacting thing quite a bit if I feel like that's what's happening. I didn't feel like she was overacting. I just think that the character is so imitating all these it's forms a, of behavior because... No, it's such a caricature. You know what it is? It's not overacting. She's, she, a, she's a bit of a caricature. I, she's yeah, that's funny because I think character. that... But I find, her, I find her quite original as opposed to a character, actually. I don't know. I think it's a like if you think of the psychopath in American Psycho, like Christian Bale's psychopath in American Psycho, how you could say that well that was overacting, right? Because no, that's different. That's like a, the type of melodrama that film, so it's different. Um, whereas I think, I think she's just sort of I like the similarities of what, in the of what a psychopath sociopath would be. Um, but anyways, all that to say. It's not getting an I told you show, but I am enjoying it. Ooh, ooh. Okay, everyone go around and we can do our things. Lily, I have a Tradesies for you when we're ready. I forgot to put that in the notes. I have a Tradesies. Lily, do you have a okay, show? I'm, so, I'm a bit surprised there's no I told you show because I felt like it was fresh and different. I was an early adopter of Sandra O. Oh. Wasn't she on wasn't she on Arliss? Nobody ever watched that? that show, so I don't know. I'm the only person who loved Arliss, and I yeah. really, really loved knows Arliss. what it is. So, hmm? Arliss? It was like it the first HBO show. It starred Robert. I remember. Bull, and it was about this sports agent. It's actually a show it. I wish they would release on DVD or put on the HBO streaming service. Yeah, event, she's in that show. Sandra O oh was on that show, and I always thought she was great. And then she was in um, Sideways, Sideways. Grey's Anatomy. But then Grey's Anatomy just like wears me down. Like any person whose face I see so on that good. show after a certain amount of so time, good. I never want to see them again. So Sandra Oho, I think, is awesome. But the Grey's Anatomy thing is a strike against her for me ever watching this show. But I will watch the show because we have we have agreed that I will watch it. Um, right. uh, are there any other shows you're interested in, Lil? I'm getting going in deep into Chuck. I'm working my way almost on season one, so get ready to watch Black Mirror, buddy. Um, and I, I liking it. I like the little twist at the end of season one. It's the perfect show to watch on a plane for me. Oh, that's good. Like on my phone, like you know, I just sort of like I don't want to watch any. I don't know. It was like the perfect show, and I got like really stressed when I couldn't get it from mm-hmm. Plex, but somehow it did work, and I was able to watch two episodes on the plane today. So can't complain. Okay. Um, I, I think it's a great de-stressor that show. Speaking of, uh, well, when we're ready, Shai, you 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 tell me when we're ready to do my tradesies. Other than uh, well, that, so I don't, let me just other say things that, I'm watching is not much. Uh, so another yet, show I'm right watching, a, a new show that I found on YouTube Red, and it has been, I've really enjoyed it. it. It's scratching an itch that I didn't know was there, but it's called Dallas and Robo. It is a animated show. It's, it, I describe it as a mix between Saturday morning cartoons and Adult Swim. Like it's not the super weird, overly ironic 
double, you know, Adult Swim strange cartoons. It's got a fairly, I think, straightforward premise, but it's got awesome offbeat humor. It's like essentially space truckers. There's a woman and her AI, her artificial intelligence. He's very insistent that he was referred to as AI and not a robot. Um, and the woman is played by Kat Dennings, and the robot is voiced by John Cena. And they are hilarious. And what a sh- weird mashup. Yeah, but they're hilarious together. And Stephen Root of uh, news radio fame and, of course, Office Space, he plays their her uncle who is the – I guess the equivalent of Danny DeVito's character in Taxi, like the guy who runs the space trucking company. And it has this has echoes in some ways of the Clerks cartoon, which to me is one of the best cartoons ever to not be continued from back in the day. And I just um, I find it hilarious. It's putting me in such a happy place. I've been watching it every day. I've rewatched episodes already. And it is by these creators, uh, Mike Roberts and Andy Sipes. And I mention them only because they've been super cool about engaging on Twitter. I, if there are other folks that have been involved, I apologize for not mentioning their names. But I, I really do enjoy when creators of, of cool programming are willing to mix it up with fans. And they've been doing that lately. So if you got YouTube Red for Cobra Kai and you either still have your 30-day subscription or you want a reason to hang on to it, this is totally a reason for me to hang on to it, I hope. YouTube makes more of it. Um, I just wanted to let our listeners know that I made a phenomenal discovery that if you have YouTube Red, you can download YouTube content to your phone. Yes, that's one of the things you pay for. Hey, guys. Which is um, amazing. If you guys want to keep chatting for a minute, I have to step out for a quick sec. Sure, no problem. Okay, we'll all right. Fight. I'm just going to put myself on mute and step out. I'll be back in five minutes, okay? Okay. Okay. So, Lil, I want to tell you. Okay. I'm just going to say that show is really good, and I'm going to have to have a private debate with Becky about it at another point. Oh, are you going to go sassanach on her? I'm not going to go sassanach on her, but I'm also like, I want to hear what Vlad has to say about it. I feel like I need now. I need you and Ali to watch it just so I can like get you, another opinion. But if you don't agree you with sure, me, I don't want you to say anything. Are you sure you want Ali to watch it? Although Ali will watch it because someone in Grey's Anatomy is on it. This actually, hundred percent. If, if there's a wedding in it that possibly a best friend has to bring a male prostitute to, then Ali's really going <laughs> to love the show. Amazingly, that's not the uh, a plot line on this MI five and MI six spy show, but. Um, just tell her it is, and then say, "Oh no, I made a mistake in season two, <laughs> so that you'll watch it." So I have another. And I'm curious to to hear what you have to say. Okay, well, I'll, I'll try to watch it soon. Um, let's talk about Twitter for a second. Although I really feel like you're going to be super creeped out by it, okay. so maybe well, not. Let's talk about Twitter for a second, because yeah. I know that I love your interaction with Twitter itself. Let alone all the people on Twitter is one of my favorite things. Oh really? <laughs> I need to get better because I'm about to like put like a shit bomb on this airline i flew on today oh, no no, no. you got it you got to do that do that once in a while you gotta i you know i complained to bush gardens um uh, the other oh, did day you? When they, they put me on hold i had to like rearrange something uh, the reservation and i was on hold for like 80 minutes so yeah sometimes you just gotta get your it's it's better when you do it towards a like a faceless company than to attack an actual person but if you're gonna get no, something I mean, out going after going after like a faceless corporation is a good way to do it but like attacking people individually is is, is not not cool um but you know get a little frustration out if you if you give someone a bad review and i know that you love to you know review things that don't have good customer service so it's my favorite game so hot so 
we've had the great fortune. Uh, first of all, there are awesome people that we engage with on Twitter that are I would ca- I count as friends. They are they are people we've met in person, but also people we've met online or have guested on the podcast. And then every once in a while, a famous person will like a tweet or retweet something. And I don't want to admit sometimes to myself that oh, that's pretty cool, but sometimes it's pretty cool. And the most recent one like that was. So we just so you know I'm doing behind the behind the music with Ash from the Gold Nerds mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we just taped and I think dropped it will have dropped by the time this episode is out an episode on the David Cassidy episode and one of the things we agreed on was the greatness of Danny Bonaducci and the other day right you did you tweeted what did it? I just step into the Sorry, other I'm back. I was just talking about Twitter and the other day oh. Danny Bonaducci tweeted a tweet of himself going into record stores and autograph like secretly autographing records <laughs> of the Partridge family. Get out. He's like and he, he was really, you know, funny and self-deprecating it. And he, he pulls the record out and he goes, fifty five dollars on eBay and then he signs it, Danny Bonaducci, and then he goes, now fifty six. <laughs> and and so I retweeted it and I at mentioned uh Ashley right away because I said we were just talking about Danny Bonaducci. This is amazing. And then Danny Bonaducci liked my tweet. And I, that was just so, again, I don't want to admit how cool it was, but it was super cool. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, the other thing I should note about that episode, Lily, is that at, one of the things Ash expressed her love of in the end of the episode was both you and Becky. And I was egging her on since she lives in the UK because she listens to the show. And I was egging her on to take a vacation in the Canary Islands with you because I would thoroughly enjoy uh, the comedy of you two I just, together. While well, she's 100% welcome because obviously a friend of yours is a friend of mine and um, she sounds amazing and awesome and super funny. I just think it's hilarious how this is not the first time you have invited people to go on vacation with me when you're not present. <laughs> on Let's... multiple occasions you've been like you should definitely you don't know my sister but you should for sure go on vacation to her house put it this way i don't invite anyone to go on vacation with you that i don't think you would have an awesome time with. i but that's the thing i feel like you have this weird like amazing ability to imagine like in your imagination to curate vacations with me and people you know <laughs> No, but I don't just Which do it with you. I've done it with Allie, too, where I'll be like, here's this friend I haven't seen in 20 years. I promise if our families go on vacation, we will have an amazing time. She's like, all right. And now we're on our second visit to Bush Gardens. So, there I, you so go. I, I think you have a good ability at curating vaca- like blind date vacations. Blind, we'll call date, it. blind date vacations. That's quite a commitment to do a blind date vacation. Um, so, so, so Becky, sorry, now that I'm back, Becky, can the I world, do my The world yeah. is anxiously awaiting your tradesies. I am anxiously okay. awaiting your tradesies. So, Shai, you have agreed to watch this episode of Black Mirror. No, only but so have you, Becky. You have to watch it too. Like only you can't after no. Lily watches. I was not involved in this trade. I had nothing to do with what. No, what did I true. trade? That's true, Lily. For this it? trade is between you and me. I had nothing. I'm to do just with saying that, like, she's not going to be able to resist watching it because she's going to love it. So. No, I have no, no. You don't understand. My refusal to watch Black Mirror comes uh, from a very real place. Uh, my story is that I, I know. Was I know. We heard it. Film. You've heard my story, mm-hmm. why I, and I refuse to watch it. I have never seen another episode since. No matter what my friends tell me, I will not watch it. It is blacklisted for me. Okay. I would be willing. I would be willing to do a tradesies for your one episode. If you were to watch a show 
and we can bargain the number of episodes. I have a minimum requirement. If you were to watch a show that you have mocked, mocked my brother and myself. <gasps> oh, Riverdale. I am Dale. all in on Dale. this, Becky. <laughs> Riverdale. Riverdale. Right? Riverdale. But yeah. hold on, Becky. That's a show where, but like, I, I don't know. Do you have. that I tried to watch it. I admitted to both of you that I was having, like, a very low day. It was, like, a low point, and, like, I probably had the flu or something. And there was no way for me to see it. I'm not able to watch it on whatever streaming system you guys have. And I, and I will buy you the first three episodes on. Wait, can you buy. Can you just buy season. No, I guess you need. All right, fine. Becky, you can buy some, buy some episodes of Riverdale. If Lily's willing to watch them, then yes. And then we should um, buy season two so I can catch up on it. <laughs> but season two but here's the thing. What made you all of a sudden decide that I need to see it? Uh, season two came out. I started watching season two. First episode of season two is not nearly as good as season one, but it made me remember how good season one is. And I'm like, there's no way Lily won't love this show. That's a bunch of BS with all the stuff she watches. She's going to love Riverdale. I just have to push her over the edge. How can I get her? Uh, Lily, I think this one is worth it because I really, oh, for sure. I love this show. Hundred percent. Jokes on you. All right. I was gonna no, because what I'm really waiting for is for you to watch Riverdale and then, and then for and then and then so I can get the I told you show. Okay. Except that, like, I'm feeling I'm gonna be honest that I will promise that I'll be honest when the time comes. But I'm feeling a little bit spiteful right now about the whole killing Jeez. Eve thing. No, you you no, can't I have. Need to get over it. I told you I'm shows saying, I'm, and trades doesn't work if there's spite. I'm saying that I know it's not ethical and I won't do it, <laughs> but I'm just sharing how my personal feelings are. This do, but and I told you show is a show that you like. I hailed into. It's a genius. I, I have. I get it. Believe. I haven't finished it. I had some issues, some complicated issues with the. I just. I fundamentally it. disagree about the overacting. Here's That's the thing: all, when you so. take the risk of a tradesies, you have to accept the results. hundred percent. I'll, I'll, here's here's why I'll say the original tradies that I did with Josh was Veronica Mars. He had to watch Veronica Mars if I watched Chuck, and he liked Veronica Mars, but he didn't. But really... it wasn't, and I told you, she yeah. Right. And, whereas Where Chuck, I, Chuck by no, season no, no. three, I had to admit, I'm like, oh god. When Shai so got me to watch Veronica Mars, that was a huge. I told you show. That was like Not for a me. I never even finished shifting. it. Yeah, I got so into Veronica Mars. I went down a V Mars rabbit hole. Which is so strange to me because the two of you disagree so much on movies. You have this weird like TV show. Let's be clear. It seems bonded to bonded affinity. It seems to that interface, I'm kind of left out of. It seems to interface on the seat up. <laughs> I call That's it by its, I call it by its nickname, the seat up. Okay, so I don't even understand what that means. Guys, guys, so, what does that how mean? About, how about seat up? The C dub. The C W. The C W. The C dubs. So oh, the C you. I, Guys, personally, I, I have to say goodbye. Well, I, I want to. Well, who are your shout outs, Beck? We're, um, we're at that part of the show anyway. Shoot. Vanessa. Shout out. No. Oh, you know what? My shout out this week is to my colleague, Robin, who was meant to be a, a guest last week. But uh, no, sorry. It was meant, meant to be our guest this week. Um, but uh, unfortunately, she lost her pet. She lost her dog, and she's having a really rough week. Oh, she wasn't feeling up I'm for sorry. being on on the show, and I totally understand. So I want to give a 100%. shout out to Robin. Take your time. We love you. We're thinking about you, and and I hope you're feeling better. And when you are feeling better, it will be super fun to have you on the show to talk um, TV and movies and all that good stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Lily, you got any shout outs? 
Um, just, uh, oof. No, I feel like, again, I have a hard time with that, but everyone? Yeah, just everyone. Just a blanket, everyone. Obviously, Cousin Vanessa. Yeah, we mentioned her before. First and foremost. And, of course, uh, to Alana and her family and Jason and their family for the wonderful weekend. And then I'm going to tie the my last little bit of shout-outs to a... Um, to, related to the music, to the what does it eat, because uh, Howie and I, we have our music. We've had this Indiegogo campaign going, and I want to say a huge thank you to everybody who has joined the campaign. As of this recording, we have officially reached and crossed our goal. Woo! Woo-woo! Um, you can still get on board. Uh, all of the perks, I think, have at least one or two available left if you want to order a print or if you want to order the music directly through us if you order through the indiegogo campaign you get a huge zip file filled with all of the mp3s as well as lossless quality as well as three bonus tracks and all of the art so if you go to indiegogo and search for what does it eat shoulders shoulders ep or go to what does it eat.com you can find out about that but i would like to say a, a brief word shout out to the last two folks to donate the people who put us over the top one uh, who also uh, gave very generous um, print, ordered prints as part of their, or gave print level donations. Uh, my dear friend and mentor, Hattie. So I'm sending her a huge thanks. And then this one's going to blow your mind. I found on Twitter through a sort of just, hey, is this actually you tweet a few months ago? My eighth grade French teacher, Madame Granger. <laughs> Yeah, what? And she got Mind she responded blown. to the she responded Excuse to the tweet. Excuse me? Yep, Madame Granger responded to the Why tweet. Why were you looking for her on Twitter? Josh and I are always trying to look for people from high school and But really? Yeah. High school teachers whatever and as I was scrolling through Twitter, I I Yeah, I, said, I get we, it. But we're like, like on what Facebook. Is, we're Twitter? like, yeah, but not everybody's on Facebook. I don't know. We were like where where does where do we think she is? So Googled her and Twitter came up. So I had sent a tweet out and lo and behold, uh, this past week she tweeted back and uh, she joined the campaign. And again, she wasn't an anonymous donor. So that's why I feel it's okay to say merci beaucoup to Madame Granger, who absolutely was the best French teacher we had. And uh, Josh and me and Alana and Howie, she was all of our teachers back in the day. And it was A, awesome to be back in touch with her, but also B, the fact that she joined the campaign and backed the music was just such a cool thing to have happen after you haven't been in touch with someone for 20 years. And even cooler, and she again, she said this on Twitter, so I'm not revealing any private conversation. She remembered, or she actually said, I think you gave me an REM mixtape. And I, and I said, absolutely, I must have. If anyone's, if anyone's given their teacher an REM mixtape, it is probably me. And uh, I think that's a really cool, cool story to have an inspirational teacher, you know, reappear in your universe. And so hopefully she'll get a chance to listen to this um, when we when we do the tweets out and say thank you to her. And thank you to her for being the backer that put us over the um, the goal line. Um, uh, So and hopefully Howie will be on soon and we can talk more about the music. But that is a that's that's my my big shout out for today. That's pretty All right, cool. it's a great shout out. And with that, Becky, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter 
at Paper BK Princess, and you can look up some yummy recipes uh, on my food blog that I have with my friend Janine, um, and it's everydayoat.com. And Lily, where can people follow you? You can follow me liking my own tweets, accidentally, <laughs> on Twitter at ggkgomez.com. No, at whatever. <laughs> oh I don't goodness. know. It's just you at know what I mean. At TJ, at, uh, at sign the at from the email the at for when you do an email. TGK Gomez, and you can. And I often like my own tweets bags. You can follow me at at I almost said paper BK princess at pancake for table on Twitter and Instagram or pancake for table dot com. You can follow all of the podcast stuff at FridayNightMoviePod.com. Please leave us a review, a rating, share it. Help us uh, uh, by telling your friends about the show. Uh, We're really having so much fun doing this, and we want to keep doing it, and we're so grateful for everybody that is listening. If you enjoy the buttery tones of my voice, you can also check out the margarine tones of your voice. The margarine tones of my voice. You can check out Behind the Behind the Music, a podcast where Ash so uh, good. Ash and I are going to listen, watch as many Behind the Music episodes as we can. And again, we've got we had Def Leppard. Uh, it's a little bit more of a, a an erratic schedule, but we had Def Leppard, and then David Cassidy's posting, and we're just going to keep trucking through. And, uh, and Bonaduce's listening. So, well, yeah, next time, hopefully, Bonaduce's listening. So, with that, uh, the music will kick in. We'll dance our way out. And it's so great to talk to you guys. Love you. Bye, guys. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 See you later. And by the way, you have a complete I Told You show from Alex, who at first was like, um, this looks like this show is for kids. I like this kind of stuff, but more of like the Titans stuff. And he was just like, it's a kid's show, but I guess I'll watch it. And then when I he sent that text of him flipping out about yeah, whatever episode I, I, that is. And then when I saw him this weekend, he was like, this show is amazing. Lily, no exaggeration. Star Wars and then the Avatar Airbender universe. Like, those are my two biggest ones.